Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And if you want to go beyond this podcast and connect with our community of like-minded vegan entrepreneurs, then head over to the Vegan Business Tribe website at veganbusinesstribe.com, where not only will you find tons more content for free, but you can also join our paid membership to get access to all our online events, our workshops, our business clinics, but also to ask questions in our mentorship forums. And today's episode is actually in response to a question that two separate members asked in our forum. And I thought it was worth expanding the answers into a full podcast because it's a question that you might have asked yourself when you first set up your vegan business. And it's how big is the marketplace for a vegan business? And this is also a question that you might have been asked if you're working with a business advisor or an accountant who isn't themselves vegan. Now, you might have come up with a great idea for a business selling to vegans, or you might have said that you want to change your current business to be one that works with other vegan companies. And your business advisor or your accountant, they may wince and they may wrinkle up their nose and they'll say, but vegan is just a fad. Or they might say that the market isn't really big enough. Now, I could actually make this into a really short podcast episode and just say, trust me, the market is big enough. So thank you, and I'll see you on the next one. But I understand that you might be in the position of having to convince someone else about the marketplace, not just yourself. You might need to convince that non-vegan accountant or your bank manager, or you might even need to convince your partner or someone else in your business that you're not just going to completely blow the company by heading down the vegan route. And in the last episode, which was episode nine, I actually talk about why businesses usually fail. And this is the first point to make. Being passionate about what you do goes a long way in the success of any business. So if you are passionately vegan, or as someone recently said to me, if you're so vegan that it hurts, then the chances of you succeeding with a business that aims to further the vegan cause or replaces an animal-based product, well, it's just so much higher. And if you're working with a business advisor, they should know the role that passion plays in success. They should recognize that if this is a topic or sector that you live and breathe, if it's something that just gets you out of bed in the morning, then to you, it will never be just a day job. You will find the tenacity and the determination you need to make the business work because you care not just about the business itself but you care about the customers you are working with and the change that you can make in the world. It might be that you already have a non-vegan business and you're thinking about changing that. So if you do, think about the clients you work with at the moment. How much do you care about them? Now, of course, I've had a number of service businesses over the years, so I know just how important it is to love 
your clients. But that doesn't always mean actually loving them. You make yourself love your clients because they're giving you money. You go that extra mile because it means they'll keep using you and you want them to be happy with your work and your product. But if what your business is doing is actively allowing someone to choose an animal-free product over the life of another being, or if it's helping someone live a better, cruelty-free life, or if it's supporting other businesses or professionals who are doing this themselves, then how do you feel about those customers? Do you love them before they even pay your invoice? And I'll tell you this now. Since I moved over to having the two separate vegan businesses that I currently run with Lisa, this is the first time where my customers have actually become my personal friends. This is the first time that I have cared, not just because that influences the invoice that gets paid at the end of a month, but because we're all on this same mission. I actually want them to succeed, not just so they keep paying their bill at the end of a month, but because I believe in what they are doing. So I know I've already convinced you about running a vegan business, but we still need to convince everyone else. So let's take a look at some stats about the marketplace. Now, what stats you are interested in would depend on what your business is. Are you selling to vegans? Are you selling to other companies? Or are you selling to other vegan companies? Or are you just selling to the general public as a whole? And we can look at statistics for each of these separately, starting with vegans themselves, because just how many vegans are there in the world? Now, it might come as a surprise to you that not everyone is vegan yet. And I know, I don't get it either. But you have to remember that because you are vegan yourself, or if you're listening to this, then you're probably well on the way to becoming so, that our view of the world is biased. You will follow vegan influencers. You will watch vegan YouTubers. You've probably picked up a bunch of vegan friends on Facebook after going to vegan camp out. So you will get a lot of vegan-related stuff in your newsfeed. To you, vegan might be everywhere right now. But a lot of that is because the algorithms that oversee our digital lives know you are interested in veganism and so brings you more of what you like. When in reality, other people are not seeing the same news stories and vegan product announcements that you get. So to you, vegan might seem like it's everywhere, but the reality is, the best guess in 2021 is that we're probably looking at about 2 to 3% of a population identifying as vegan. Now, some surveys estimate more like 5%, some just 1%. So if you're vegan, not only can you pat yourself on the back that you are an early adopter, it also highlights just how much extra work there is still to do. Don't be put off by these figures, though. 1% to 5% of a population is still a huge number. That's still a lot of people. Here in the UK, and we're a relatively small country of 67 million people, but that's still a million plus people who would say they are vegan. 
If you look at our global population of nearly 8 billion people, then that's 250 million people worldwide identifying as vegan. That's bigger than the population of Russia or Pakistan. And just how many customers are you really looking to sell to? But remember, I'm vegan too. So, of course, I'm going to say there are loads of vegans around the world. So, to give you a fairer idea of where these figures come from, let's actually look at the statistics behind them. And the truth is, these figures are our best estimates because we are only talking about a low percentage of the general population. So it means there's had to be some extrapolation there. There is a lot of data, but the problem we have is sometimes that data comes from a survey that might have only polled a few hundred or even a few thousand people. And if you ask a hundred people if they're vegan and two of them say yes, then you've not really asked enough people to get a clear picture of how many vegans there are in the world. Another problem is that the larger studies on diet and lifestyle, and there's been lots of them, but they haven't singled out veganism. Often, all non-meat eaters have just been lumped together in surveys or they've classed veganism and vegetarianism as the same thing when they're asking for answers. So a solid place to start is actually with the Vegan Society's figures, which they update every couple of years. These figures come from Ipsos Moray surveys that the Vegan Society have commissioned themselves, along with independent research by the Food Standards Agency of the National Centre for Social Science Research. And these showed that here in the UK, where, where I am based, in 2014, 150,000 people, or 0.25% of the population, identified as vegan. And that's not necessarily a huge figure. But in 2016, that number had raised to 276,000, or 0.46% of the population. And by the latest survey, which was 2019, that figure had more than doubled again to 600,000 people, which is 1.16% of the UK population. And these figures seem to be repeated in similar studies in other countries. So a 2020 YouGov poll suggested that 2% of Americans identified as being vegan. And that 2% might sound small, but that's 6.5 million Americans. And that's a big marketplace right there. It's also likely that we can continue to extrapolate these figures through into 2020 ourselves and into 2021. However, one thing these figures don't take into account is the global pandemic that we've all been living through, which has made many people re-examine their relationship with animals, especially consumers. And a more recent survey conducted by the Vegan Society, that found that one in five people in the UK they cut down on meat consumption during the COVID-19 pandemic and 15% have reduced their dairy and egg intake over the lockdown period as well. Similar studies in Germany found that consumers were moving away from meat following high-profile coronavirus outbreaks at meat processing plants. And this is where we can look to secondary data as well to give us that bigger picture and to show some of the trends of how veganism is growing. 
looking at Google Trends itself, and this records how many people are searching for a specific term over over a period of time, then interest in veganism has increased sevenfold between 2014 and 2019. You can also look at Veganuary's sign-up statistics, and Veganuary is a global campaign to get people to try a vegan diet every January. The number of people who are officially signing up to the campaign has also almost doubled every year, with over 400,000 people signing up in 2020. But my absolutely favourite statistic, however, is Waterstones, the bookseller. Now, you might think this is a slightly odd place to go for your vegan statistics, but if you'd have gone to their website in 2018, you would have found 944 books with the word vegan in the title. Now, if I just do a search, there are more than 10,000 books available. So absolutely everything is indicating this upwards trend will only continue. One thing I'm going to add in here, however, is that this data is only looking at people who identify as vegan. But you will know, if you've listened to my previous podcasts, that over 90% of vegan meals are bought and eaten by non-vegans. Beyond Meat's own customer research says that 93% of their customers are meat eaters. So 2% of the population are vegan, and yet all the major supermarkets now have their own in-house plant-based food ranges. 2% of the population are vegan, yet 10,000 books are available with vegan in the title. The Grocer magazine reports that 62% of adults in the UK have bought plant milk. So this can't all be vegans buying these vegan products. Nowhere near. And that's the thing to remember when you're looking at the size of the marketplace for your business. It's not just the vegan market you are selling to. The whole plant-based market might be open to you. And that's closer to 60% of the population who are people showing interest in vegan and plant-based products. Or there's people who are already on their own plant-based journey, but they don't yet identify as vegan. So if you want to know what the size of the market for vegan products is, then you've got these two answers. If your product is only suitable for vegans, then you've got around 2% of the population to have a go at. And, and 2% of either a global or a local population, that's still big figures. But if your product is suitable to everyone who has some interest in plant-based or plant-based products, or they're open to cruelty-free, or they're reducing their meat and dairy intake, or their reliance on animals and animal products then you're closer to 60% of the population. So when your non-vegan business advisor or accountant winces at you and questions if the market is big enough for vegan products and to launch a vegan company, you go back to them and tell them that more than half of consumers have adopted some form of vegan buying behavior without actually identifying as vegan. And that number is only going to keep growing. Is that a big enough market for them? 
Now, before I get you into trouble with your business advisor or your accountant or your partner, um, this is all good and well if you're selling to consumers. So if you make a product and you sell it directly to the end buyers, we call this B2C. But what if you are a business selling to other businesses, or B2B as we call it? And this might be where your accountant thinks that they've got you, because you might be selling a service, such as being a vegan web designer, or a vegan bookkeeper, or even a vegan printing business. And so, okay, we can prove that there are plenty of people open to buying vegan and plant-based, but surely there are not enough vegan companies to support a vegan service industry. And if you're going out there and saying you're now only going to work with and support other vegan companies, you might as well just pour your business down the drain, surely. Well, again, this is a really interesting conversation to have. Because I've got a mailing list of thousands of people with vegan businesses who have signed up with Vegan Business Tribe that says you are wrong. If you went to VegFest UK at London Olympia, they were packed out with nearly 400 companies who took a stall there. And yes, there are less vegan companies than non-vegan companies, but how many new clients do you actually need if you're a service company? 10 a year? Maybe even just one or two a year? The last company that Lisa and I had was a service company, and I only needed one new major customer a year because of how much they would spend over a 12-month period on average. So yes, the marketplace may be smaller, but the big difference is, if you're a vegan company, then other vegan companies are going to want to work with you over non-vegan companies. They will at least take your call when they might not even have a conversation with non-vegan companies. And now sales and marketing is always a numbers game to some degree. But why choose to sell in the larger general marketplace when your success rate is maybe one in a hundred and you are up against absolutely everyone? Instead of selling in a sector where your success rate might be one in 20. And you've got a huge advantage over your competitors. Niche companies, or maybe niche as our American listeners will call it, are always more successful. As long as you can prove that this niche is big enough for you. So if you do need more than just a handful of new customers every year, then let's see if we can work out how big the marketplace is is let's ask the question just how many vegan businesses actually are there out there and this is where we have to be a little bit more forensic in looking at the statistics because unfortunately governments don't have an sic code or a standard industrial classification code for if a business is vegan. So there's no easy data to look at. I can't just go to company's house, if you're here in the UK, and pull up a list of all registered businesses that are vegan. But what I can do is take a damn good guess based on what other figures are available. So first, let's take a look at how many ethical businesses there are. And this is how a lot of vegan businesses first position themselves when they move over to offering a vegan service. Because yes, some people might be put off by that word vegan, but no one is put off buying services from an ethical company. 
And as part of you being an ethical company, well, that just means that ensuring that none of your products or services causes harm to animals. Because, well, why would they? And now it's amazing how a slight reframing of veganism can make it seem more reasonable to people who haven't yet connected with the term. Almost every company will say they are ethical. Even large energy companies who are absolutely tearing apart the world will push their ethical credentials. But what we want to work out is how many companies there are that have actually been set up to deliver an ethical agenda. Because these are the companies who may connect better with vegan services. And for this... I'm going to be referencing UK data because, as you might have been able to tell from my accent, it's where I am in the world. But each country has its own company records that you can check out yourself. And in the UK, there are three types of businesses that we can identify as being set up on ethical agendas and that we have some stats for. And these are CICs or community interest companies, social enterprises and, of course, charities. And currently, there are about 19,000 CICs in the UK, and this is growing by about 20% year on year. There are also about 470,000 social enterprises, and that's according to the official 2017 UK government estimate. And there's also 168,000 charities registered in the UK. So, from an approximate 6 million registered businesses in the UK 10% of those come from these three ethical sectors, suggesting that these are organisations that are led by their ethics and what we refer to as a triple bottom line, where social and environmental results matter just as much as profits do. So that's 600,000 companies in the UK alone that care enough to have actually set themselves up with a legally binding ethical framework instead of just setting up as a standard company. Surely, out of that 600,000, you could find a few that want to buy cruelty-free services from an ethical company like yourself? If not, could we speculate how many of the other 6 million businesses who are not CICs, charities or social enterprises might be open to buying services from an ethics-led vegan company? Even if that means leading with an ethical message over a vegan one to first open the door. But again, how many customers do you actually need? Instead of doing that, Let's use this brain power and guesswork to try and answer our final question. Forgetting ethical companies that you can sell to for a moment, how many actually vegan companies are there? And I'll be honest, and I'll say that we are now into some degree of speculation. And the best we can come up with, well, until we've got a mandatory universal vegan business register, uh, that's not a bad idea, actually. But until we have that, the best we can come up with is a really good, educated guess. But we can base that guess on facts. So around 1,800 new companies are registered in the UK every day according to the company's house figures and again i'm using uk data because that's where i am right now but each country has its own register so if we think that two percent of a population identifies as vegan that means through the law of averages 
we've probably got about 36 vegans starting up a new business every day in the UK alone. Now, I think it would be fair to say that if you're vegan and you're starting a business, there is a good chance that that company will either be a vegan company or at least operate on vegan ethics. So let's go on the conservative side and say that a third of all vegans starting their own business will start a vegan company. That still gives you a guesstimate figure of four and a half thousand vegan startups a year in the UK alone. And we're a relatively small country, so times that by the size of the world if you can deliver your services remotely. And just like if you're selling to consumers, you should think about if your marketplace goes beyond those who actually identify as vegan, then if you're selling B2B or business to business, can you sell vegan services to non-vegan businesses? Now, this might be something you've not considered, but could this actually be your biggest marketplace? Lisa and I have consulted with some of the biggest brands and food manufacturers in the world about entering into the vegan marketplace. And in the main, they are non-vegan companies wanting to pay for that specialist expertise. There are a lot of companies making vegan products who are looking to engage with plant-based consumers that don't understand them like you and I do. And it's not just food companies. The number of vegan residents in care homes, it's almost trebled in five years. So could your business provide those care homes with the expertise of how to cater for vulnerable vegans? But the final point I'm going to make is that knowing all these statistics might give you some answers, but it really doesn't make much of a difference. All it does is it gives you some evidence that there are some potential customers out there, but it doesn't give you any confidence that those customers will actually want to buy what you sell. And the way to really prove that there is a market out there is to test. That's how Lisa and I started Vegan Business Tribe, when we wanted to see if there was this marketplace of people with vegan businesses looking for help and support. So we set up a very simple site and we put a little bit of money into Facebook advertising to drive traffic to it. And during our testing period, we were getting about 10 people a day signing up to the first version of a Vegan Business Tribe website. And that's how we knew the market was there. Not the stats, not the research we've done, but until we did that testing, we didn't know if we had a market. Statistics and figures are nice. And if you know me, you will know that I love statistics. But if you need to convince someone else, that's when they're worthwhile. But unless you're trying to attract backers and investors, then the person you really need to convince is yourself. And you don't need to throw out the piglet with the bathwater to do this. If you already have a business that you want to veganize, you don't have to sack all your current customers. Before you spend all that time rebranding or refocusing or changing your company name, just set up a quick one-page website. Create a download that your target market will find really valuable and just see how many people will put in their email address to download it. And you can do all this while you continue with your current business. 
create a separate brand that you run alongside your current company while you test how people interact with it. Do some low-budget social media advertising and see how many people will leave their email address in return for the download or to sign up for more information. And now, this won't just give you an idea of how much interest there is in the business. It will also start building a mailing list. And getting a business going from scratch, well, gosh, it always takes you longer than you think. And you'll find that this quick testing will give you far more information and confidence in the market than researching statistics ever will. Okay, so let's have a little recap of what we've just learned in answer to the question, how big is the marketplace for a vegan business? So, number one. Before you even think of researching the market, know and understand that being passionate about what you do goes a long way in the success of any business. And if you are passionately vegan, then the chances of you succeeding with a business that aims to further that vegan cause in some way is so much higher. Point two. If you're selling to customers, or B2C as we call it, then most surveys and estimates put the number of vegans at 1-5% to of the population. Now that might not sound like much, but that's 6.5 million Americans, or more than a million vegans if you're here in the UK, and that's rising year on year. And point three, remember that the big market for vegan products are actually non-vegans. More than 90% of vegan meals are eaten by meat eaters. Surveys suggest that more than half of consumers have taken on some aspect of vegan buying behaviour. Number four, if you're selling B2B or business to business, then the number of ethical businesses is huge and it's quantifiable. The number of vegan businesses we have to guess at. But it's not an unfair guess that in the UK alone, there might be more than 4,000 vegan companies starting up every year. Point five. Again, like selling to customers, it might be that your biggest marketplace as a vegan B2B business might be selling to non-vegan businesses who need your specialist vegan expertise to better connect with their vegan customers. And finally, point six, don't just put your faith in statistics on paper. Go out there and test first. Put together a one-page website, drive some traffic to it, and see how people interact and learn from that. So, that should have given you some real confidence. If you're wondering if a marketplace is big enough for vegan businesses. And like I said at the start, remember that I recorded this podcast on this specific topic because two of our members asked this question in our forums on the Vegan Business Tribe website. So if you're struggling with a question like this at the moment, then that's where you can go to and post that question for either myself and Lisa to answers or others in our wider community too. And if you've got right to the end of this episode, then that means that either you're a glutton for punishment and you enjoy death by statistics, but hopefully it means that you found it useful or at least interesting. And I am 
always grateful for your time. And so if you're listening on a platform that allows you to leave a review or to give us a like or even just to tap a subscribe button, then I'd be even more grateful if you could just spend a few seconds doing that for me because that's how you can help us get this kind of information into the hands and ears of even more people who are building their own vegan business and letting them know that they're not doing it on their own. Because these are the people who are striving to create this vegan world that we're all trying to bring about together. So thank you so much, and I'll see you on the next one.